Blog Talk Radio. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? That's right, people. Welcome to Wine Talk for tonight. Hell cannot stop us now. It's Thursday, April 20th, 2017. It's 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful South Florida. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show to 646-787-8271 or email me your questions at stewthewineguru at me.com. You can also go into my chat room. I just opened one up here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like to at Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter. And I will read these questions as best as possible live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about the show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of of the internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the website, videos, magazines, and TV shows I am currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I am writing wine articles and reviews for Glass of Bubbly magazine out of the UK and Simply the Best magazine here in the US. Both of them are lifestyle magazines, one, of course, about bubbly and champagne sparkling wine. I have a uh, latest article in there about hotels and where to get the best uh, champagne and wine in hotels. And in Simply the Best magazine, I'm trying to think. I think, oh, yeah, I know what it's about. It's about being a wine judge. What's it like being a wine judge behind the scenes? So look for that on the stands. Uh, Let's see what else. Of course, again, the number to call in is... 646-787-8271, or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to stewthewineguru at me.com. And again, on Twitter, I am taking questions for Claude, our uh, guest tonight, at stewthewineguru on Twitter. I'll read them live. So without further wait, let me just give you a little background on the gentleman that is my guest tonight. He is the master of the Méthode Chapinoise. He moved to Charlottesville, Virginia in 2003. Uh, he joined a local winery as a consultant to spearhead the creation of a sparkling wine. In 2005, he started his own label in partnership with Manuel Janisson, producer of the Champagne Janisson Fils. The first vintage was released in November of 2007 under the brand Thibault Chanisson, the Blanc de Chardonnay. His career spans 25 years of expertise in all aspects of winemaking, with valuable years spent in major wine markets, including his native France, Australia, and California. Since he graduated over two decades ago from the University of Reims, in the heart of France's Champagne region, 
he has demonstrated superlative ability in the production of premium sparkling winemaking in regions outside of France. Of course, I'm talking about Claude Thibault, and he will be the guest joining us shortly. I wanted to give you just a little bit of a background on him. Also, um, the interesting thing is about, I would say about a year or so ago, I had a chance to write an article about uh, wines from America that are comparable to champagne. And his wines were, his champagnes or his sparkling wines were one of the ones that I uh, uh, wrote about. And interestingly enough, one last little note before I bring him on. He and his sparkling wines were served at the President of the United States, Barack Obama's first so if you, I, I kind of hinted that out on social media as to what would a POTUS drink, and uh, now, you, now you can find out. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest for the evening, Claude Thibault. Claude, you there? Yeah, I'm here, yes. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I gave you this, <laughs> this incredible uh, explanation uh, to my listeners globally about you. And uh, I'm thankful that you're joining us tonight on the show. Thanks for, for being a guest. Um, so let me tell you exactly how this will go. I have people who email, who tweet, who get into our chat room to ask questions. And um, what I want people to know first and foremost is the website for all that is Thibault and Janison Wines is www.tjwinery.com. So – Without further ado, I have my own questions for you as well. Let me start with them. Claude, tell my listeners a little bit about Thibault and Janison. Well, in fact, it's um, of course two uh, two, ne- two French names. Uh, my uh, the Thibault is my last name. I'm, uh, my, my first name is Claude Claude Thibault, and Janison is my partner. is a friend of mine from uh, from the Champagne region. Uh, he has a pretty uh, uh, Good size winery in a, in a town called Verzenay, uh, and I'm also I was also born in that town, Verzenay. It's one of the Grand Cru in the Champagne region, and um, for a long time we uh, we uh, we were looking at uh, making sparkling wine together. So we uh, we look at different regions in the past because, I, as you know, I was working in California, so we lived at California uh, years ago. Uh, and um, when I ended up working in Virginia uh, back in 2003, uh, he came to visit, and we look at the region, we look at the uh, uh, the wines produced here, and we decided to, uh, to, pro- to, to start our own sparkling wine here in Virginia, in Charlottesville, Virginia. So it's, it's the two names. Um, uh, we are, um, in fact, uh, also uh, privileged that uh, our initials are TJ, uh, like Thomas Jefferson. So if uh, people have a hard time to say, <laughs> T- if they have a hard time to say Thibaut Janison, they, they say TJ. And uh, we are kind of known for, for the TJ sparkling wine now. Yes. I have a question. So, so what was the decision to make sparkling wine instead, or let's say in addition to still wines? 
Well, I first came uh, to uh, to Virginia to work for another winery uh, as um, on a part-time basis and help them with their sparkling wine. They were they were already making sparkling wine, so I got to uh, uh, to to uh, to test the uh, the grapes first and and see uh, what that style of wine I could I could make for 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 this winery and after two years in fact more like three years um, I find that uh, there was some great potential here to produce pretty high quality sparkling wine I mean, uh, of course it's not it's not champagne it's uh, uh, the wine has its own style and uh, um, we uh, we think that we uh, we 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 are producing a sparkling wine that has some of the qualities that you are looking for uh, in a a champagne style. Well, I have to say, you have hit the nail on the head. You absolutely have. Uh, I had a chance to to, uh, sample uh, some of your champagne, your champagne. Listen to me. (laughs) I mean, it really, it really, really uh, uh, expresses like champagne, so one would, you know, it, it, mistake it for it. Put it this way. If you poured that into a, a, a glass, a Chardonnay glass for someone, and next to it you poured a champagne, uh, you know, a good champagne, uh, you know, a good premium champagne. I don't want to give a name out or anything like that. But if you did, I guarantee you no one would have any qualms saying that you have two glasses of champagne there. So I just want to give my hats off to you. Um, and let you know that I have an, a couple of email questions that have come through. So the first one is from Bueno Vinhos of Lisbon, Portugal. And it says, hi, Stu. I'm a new listener to your show. I would like to ask Claude, how do you dis- divide up the decision-making between you and Manuel as to the direction of the company? Thanks and good luck. Well, I want to thank uh, Bueno Vinhos of Lisbon, Portugal for your question. And Claude, if you'd like to answer. Well, it's um, as I said uh, earlier. We, uh, we uh, I mean, Manuel Janison is. Uh, I consider him as my uh, my best friend. So he he, uh, he trusts me completely when it comes to uh, to the winemaking decision. Um, and uh, of course, when it comes to uh, to, uh, to decision about the business, uh, it's a it's a decision that we uh, we uh, we we make together. Uh, but uh, frankly. Uh, he uh, he gave me a uh, uh, total uh, uh, trust when uh, when it, it comes to uh, producing and and making the wine uh you know and he's also very very proud to uh, i mean also to take samples with him when he comes to uh, back to champagne and and show to our fine winemaker uh, what type of quality we can we can make here in uh, in in not only in the US but in in, in the state of Virginia I have, I have a question that, that that I had mentioned earlier. So, you know, I, I hinted at and alluded to the fact that you had your uh, sparkling wines uh, at the state dinner for Barack Obama for his first state dinner. Tell me how that went. How did that happen? How did that get set up? Well, that's, that's a question that uh, many wineries uh, ask me because, they, of course, they all want to be uh, at the White House or at this feature at, the, at some of the state dinner, um, sure. it, it, really, it really happened. Um, uh, I, I, I shouldn't say by accident because that the uh, the person in charge of buying the wine for the White House w- wanted to uh, 
to feature more uh, more local wines, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they were at that time looking for 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 sparkling wine. So they um, they asked some samples, and they also knew uh, that I was working in the past for for some wineries in in uh, California, Iron Horse and uh, Jay and Iron Horse had been uh, at the, at the White House for a long time too in state dinners as well. So they, uh, they they I guess they tested not only mine different different other sparkling wine and they decided to uh, at that time to use mine for for a few different events and. As I said, at, at the White House and uh, and uh, also at the state at the uh, the State Department, we had some pretty good, very interesting dinner. Uh, and at, also when the French president came, which uh, was not that uh, funny because he's uh, he doesn't drink wine, so I guess he just uh, smells the wine, the glass. That was that was it. But this is, oh, yeah, I, to- I think. May I say that that is highly unusual for a Frenchman? <laughs> well, it's not as, as unusual for a French president. It's not the the first one. The one before, uh, Nick, uh, his name was Nicolas Sarkozy. Uh, didn't drink yeah. any wine either, and uh, wow. even back 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 even before. Uh, one uh, named Jacques Chirac was um, uh, at least he was drinking beer, but didn't know much about wine. So that's uh, wow. that's that's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's interest. It's interesting. It's an interesting factoid. It's you know I like I love learning this information. I love my my listeners learning this information as well because one would just believe automatically that that someone who is a, a head of state, uh, especially for France. That they would they would drink that. I would imagine maybe he was more of a cognac drinker. Is that would that sound right? Probably not either. No, I mean, uh, but we 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 always think that you know we it, they should at least drink a bit more wine. Maybe they could probably make better decisions uh, at the end <laughs> of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. Good, good, good answer. So I I have another uh, email that just came through from Sheket forty five. I hope I said that right. Of Haifa, Israel. It says, Shalom, Stu, please ask Claude, why sparkling wine and champagne can sometimes be pretty pricey and why that is? <clears throat> Thanks, and I, I want to thank uh, Sheket45 of Haifa, Israel, for your question. Go ahead, Claude, your answer. Well, yeah, well, you know, the problem we have uh, in English is that we uh, we use the term sparkling wine for, for I mean, uh, from different type of sparkling wine. There is different method to produce sparkling wine. Uh, the, the, the one that we use uh, are, is called uh, the traditional method. It's the, the me- method used in, uh, in, in the Champagne region. And yes, it's a, it's a very costly uh, method process to produce sparkling wine because you have to, uh, I mean, all, all the different steps that you have to follow to produce the wine are, are not only expensive but labor intensive and it it takes a long uh, long time uh, of aging to produce a very high end like for example what we have as non vintage is at least 3 to 4 years on the yeast so we have to age for a long time so that's that's why uh, the high end of the sparkling wine made in the, in the champagne method are, are pretty pricey um, i mean when i say pricey it's uh, maybe you, you look at 
sparkling wine coming from California or 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 from the East Coast. They start at twenty up to uh, fifty or even higher. Now, of course, there 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 are many cheap sparkling wine produced uh, at, you know, using other method, which either we call Sharma or or by Correct. adding uh, forced gas, and of course that's not the same. We are not talking about the same quality, the same category. So it goes from very cheap to a, a, a pretty high, as almost as as expensive as a French sparkling wine, Champagne. Right, a Premier Cru, basically some lower end Premier Cru would be, you know, yeah. where the high, where the higher end starts for sparkling wine. Um, I have another one, let's see, from, this is coming from Stanley G. Oh, he's local, of Pembroke Pines, Florida. It says, hi, Stu, I'm a longtime listener, first-time emailer. Please ask Claude what his favorite wine or champagne he has tasted in the past 20 years. Thank you, Stu and Claude. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stanley G., for your, your question, Claude. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough question. I mean, I had plenty of of course, good good champagne, uh, sparkling wine, different style, different uh, at different age, different for different occasion or with different meals. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, you know the very traditional champagne, of course, very expensive. I mean, I, I hate to mention any brand, but you know, there there are there there are a few. Uh, uh, expensive, very expensive champagne were still making their wine with the traditional. I mean, making in barrels and aging the the sparkling wine for for eight, ten years, and right. you get not on, you get not only the complexity of the uh, the yeast, but you have also uh, the wine itself. It's it's very uh, very complex. So when I when I uh, when I can afford it, if if I want to. Uh, uh, to to, uh, to have a good time uh, with uh, or, I mean it's a great occasion. I I usually use uh, the very high end of of the very traditional uh, champagne houses. You know. Um, right, and then let me let you off the hook for a second because we'll take you out of the champagne. He did actually say wine too. So is there a wine that you what what, what do you drink when you're not drinking champagne, obviously, or when you're not drinking sparkling wine and, and all that? What what exactly does Claude Thibault drink? Well, I'm I'm pretty uh, lucky because my my wife she's an importer of uh, uh, not uh, mostly French wine, but we have some Italian wine. So we have mm-hmm. kind of a, I have a, a wide range of wine to choose. But depending on the season, of course now uh, the weather is much much nicer, it starts to be much warmer. So we I, I have to say we drink a lot of uh, rosé, you know, rosé I mean mm-hmm. uh, Provence rosé or. And when the, the season change, we, uh, uh, we 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 change style. But I, you know, I of course drink more, probably more Burgundies uh, than uh, than Bordeaux, if I have to to say. And uh, and and I I really love the Chateau Neuf du Pape, the Côte de Rhone wine. With the white food, yeah. Is the Burgundy because there's Pinot Noir, and then and that's one that you a grape varietal you would use. In champagne making or sparkling wine making, is that why yeah. you have a Fendi port? Yeah, I think it has to do uh, from where I'm from. Yeah, it's because uh, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay. That's that's what I was raised with. That's probably one reason. And then I I like the kind of the pure uh, the the one single variety. Uh, uh, 
wine where you can see different styles depending on the, the the soil, depending on where it's coming from. And I, Correct. Each time I yeah, each time I go to Burgundy, I'm always amazed to taste the difference of you know different uh, sites, different fruit, uh, uh, not far. So that's uh, that always amazed me that how much different the uh, how much uh, different the wine tastes uh, depending on uh, on on the site itself. Yes, absolutely, and 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 that's all part and parcel of how uh, you know the different expressions of wine uh, can can um, you know be popular or or you know not popular just because of the fact that you know it's the it's nature and nurture is what I call it. So the nature yeah. obviously mm-hmm. is, is yeah, and the nurture is the winemaker. Um, so here's my question: What would you tell a budding? sparkling winemaker on how to navigate the industry now that you've been in it many many years what would you say now someone who said you know what uh claude give me some some tips um you know i'm new to the sparkling wine i th- that's what i want to make i i um you know i want to specialize in it how do i navigate the industry a little bit what is your what is your what is the key what what are the the the, the um roadmap if you will well you know um the the sparkling wine uh, process is, is is very complex. It's probably one of the most complex winemaking process compared to some other uh, steel winemaking. So you really have to uh, to know the the te- I mean the techniques first. I mean it's like, very much like a chef. You know you have to learn the techniques. That way you when you get into uh, the sparkling winemaking, you are not going to make too many uh, mistakes, you know, and it's, as I said, you know, the, the second fermentation, uh, I mean, you have to be very precise in, uh, in every steps of the way. So first you are, really have to, uh, to, to study the, uh, uh, the, the sparkling winemaking. And of course, I mean, spend some time first in Champagne, if you can, you know, start to work, uh, in a, in a cellar and, and already learn the, the process already in uh, in the cellar with in one of the uh, the best winery. That's one step. And then after once you uh, you have uh, I mean you have the techniques. You know what you're doing. Then you can just uh, uh, choose a I mean a, a region or an area where you you like to work. You know. But I, I always uh, when I when I started to work, I was of course raised and. In Champagne, and and I uh, went to study the winemaking in Champagne. Of course, I was told that there was no way that I you could produce a, a, a good sparkling wine as good as Champagne anywhere else. So I kind of believed that. In but I wanted to go and uh, make sure. I mean, uh, learn it for myself. That's why uh, you know I went to work in Australia. I went to work in California. I, I did some consulting in, in Canada too, so I always kind of, you know, uh, find a, a way to the, uh, to see if I could already produce uh, a sparkling wine that could already be uh, as close as possible to what I uh, to what I, w- I was used to 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 make in in, in France. So and that's. Uh, Maybe and maybe at the end of uh, my career, I, that's, I may end up being back in, in Champagne. I don't know. We'll see. It would be a kind of a full circle career. You know? Absolutely. And you know, I was yeah. going to say, in hearing what you were explaining about the different places that you had learned different techniques, it's like it's like adding tools 
to your, you know, uh, to your tool shed. It's, and, and it's adding different techniques that you're picking up from different uh, winemaking regions and, and, and expressions of sparkling wine and terroir. And all of that leads, I would imagine, to the, the, uh, the making of the sparkling wine that you make now. Every little thing that you learned, I, I, get, I, get you, 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 I guess you brought into it, you put into it. Um, and, uh, and that's why it expresses as well as it expresses. And, uh, I, I, you know, that's just something that I was kind of picking up on in you, you saying going to Australia and California and so on. Um, I do have, uh, so what would you do? What do you do on, let's say outside of work? What do you like to do with your time? What, what, what is your, what are your hobbies? What are your, what is, what does a winemaker like yourself do when they're not making wine? Well, I, I, I used to not, not so much anymore, you know, uh, the sport, I mean, uh, the cycling, I, I, uh, or going out and, uh, and just, uh, you know, get the stress out of my system. So I like to just, uh, go out and run or, or, or cycle and, and that's my, my way. Now, now, uh, uh w- we go to um, uh, music. I, I love music, so we go to concert quite often. You know, in, uh, we are oh, like nice. in, we are like in Charlottesville. We have not only uh, good food, good restaurant, but with the UVA, we have a lot of music. We have a famous uh, rock band, uh, Dave Matthews, who's originally from Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. So we, so <laughs> there is a, a lot of great musicians coming to play here. And um, so it's it's a it's a great town to uh, uh, to be and and to to go to go away of the of the winery. There's plenty of things to do around here, that's for sure. It's a great region. And by the way, I, I I've been lucky enough to meet Dave Matthews before, and he's an extremely nice guy. Great, obviously a great musician, and uh, and has been for many years. And he you know he's part and parcel of uh, some a, a decent wine company that uh, produces some, some nice wine. So, you know, in addition to being in one at, at, uh, facet of the, of, uh, of the art world, if you will, uh, he's in another facet of the art world as well. So, um, so here's my other question. So what is something you didn't see coming that happened when you got into the wine business? Like what was something that you said, you know, you were like, okay, I could not have seen that happen. You know, and and you know, and then you you kind of let's just say overcame it, or or was able to navigate through it or with it, and, and use it to your advantage. Was there anything that you just didn't see, didn't expect? Well, I think you know when you when you have more more and more experience, you you kind of tend to take more uh, more risk in a, uh, and I, I guess when uh, when you are new in, in the winemaking, you I mean you learn. All the all the things that uh, you should be doing, and you 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 are very careful not to take any chances. You know, uh, once once you get uh, older, uh, you uh, of course there is di- you you learn different uh, philosophy of, of wine making, and you you can uh, you, you, you you tend to uh, say okay, well now I uh, I uh, I have enough experience, I can maybe take that. Uh, I'm not going to the same wine the same way in order to produce uh, a wine that's even better so you you, you even if you don't really realize it you kind of step back and 
and and and take some uh, some. I, I shouldn't say the word chances, but you kind of forget your your framework and you you start to work outside that safety net if you want, and that's when start sometimes. Uh, sometimes t- nature doesn't really allow you to do uh, things that you you were hoping that you you would do. So that's that's the only uh, the only thing that's uh, you have to uh, to be careful and not to uh, to think that you know everything, even if you have so right. many years of experience and nothing wrong is going to happen to you. So you have always have to come back to uh, your roots, you know, and uh, and make sure that you. Uh, you still uh, uh, you are still careful and not take everything for granted. But, I mean, I, I can right. can give you a specific example, but it's kind of no, no. That's, that's yeah. That right there actually is <laughs> is really a great. Uh, uh, it, it's like a a page from a book. Learn from the the book of Claude Thibault's sparkling wine making. And 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 don't take don't take the risks and don't think don't count your chickens all the time. Um, I have my last question that I ask every one of my guests. So, if, so if you could share a glass of your your sparkling wine with anyone alive or who's passed on in history, who would it be and why? Ah, that's a good, a good question. Yeah. Uh, well, I. You know, everybody has a, a mentor in uh, in their in their professional life. Unfortunately, uh, the one I spent a lot of time with uh, when I was a when I was a child or teenager was my father. So he's no no longer around, but he, he's kind of the one who introduced me to the to the winemaking early on. So I I yeah I like to share that with him. That's uh, uh, because he was not just my, not only my father, but he is, we had all uh, that thing in common was making the wine, and and I I know that you know, without uh, having that opportunity to work with him in his own winery early on, I, I'm not sure I would have chosen to be uh, in that in in the same field. So I kind of owe him that introduction, and I, I like I like to to share that with him. Yes. That's wonderful, and you learned a lot. I obviously learned a lot from him. He obviously had a, a major impact on you. Well, I, I tell you, that's, we, unfortunately, the show goes 30 minutes, and, and we've run out of time. I could ask a million more questions. In fact, I had a lot more questions to ask you. Um, well, I'm definitely going to have you on the show again. Uh, I, I want to thank you uh, for, for coming on and, and, and being candid and, and giving us uh, a, a tremendous amount of information about the industry, about sparkling wine and, and champagne, uh, and about yours. And again, I want to tell everybody that if they want to know everything about Thibault and Janisson, Janisson, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, yeah Janisson, yes. Yeah. Yes, so you go to tjwinery.com, uh, and if you're ever in the Virginia wine country, you have to go visit them. You have to go there. That that you know, There's always that experience. People talk about, you know, buying a bottle at, at a store and opening up, and that's one experience. And it's a good experience because it teaches you what you like and what you don't like. But once you do like something, I think it's always best to take it the next step and seek out where that's made and, uh, and maybe even meet Claude and, and Manuel and, and ask them questions. Like I did when I was you know, 20 years ago when I was going through and traveling. It's a wonderful thing to ask a winemaker about what they do. And, and hear them give you their answers. So I thank you again. 
and um, and like I said, I will definitely have you back on because there's a lot more that I'd like to to ask of you. And uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, yeah, so much. Just, thank you for having me. Yes, Anytime. Have a have a wonderful Bye. evening. Take care. You too. Bye. So that was Claude Thibault of Thibault and Janisson Winery, or TJ Winery. Uh, this, that was the show for the evening. Uh, if you have any questions about wine, you can email them to me at stewthewineguru at me.com. You can always ask me any questions on Twitter at stewthewineguru, at, uh, on Instagram, of course, at stewthewineguru. Just about anything that uh, I'm involved with is basically going to start with Stu the Wine Guru. So if you have any questions and you want to, or you want to look up and see some of the TV shows that I've done, go to, go to Google, put in Stu the Wine Guru. It's all there for you and the latest articles. And, and, uh, and, uh, and of course, you can listen to uh, archived Wine Talk radio show uh, shows on iTunes and or uh, you can come to the blogtalkradio.com forward slash stew the wine guru page and listen there that's it for tonight i want to say thank you to all who listened thank you to all that emailed in their questions and of course thank you to claude Thibault. uh i'm going to be putting together more shows coming up it's just been pretty crazy and busy i want to thank of course my sponsor which is Italpoint point distribution wines the finest italian wines found anywhere and go to your local wine distributor or go to your local wine retailer, I should say, and ask for them. Thanks again. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up. Good night. Good wine.